to a tree. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. I want to read from verses 13 to 14. Amen. We're continuing our series on the blood. Hallelujah. We started teaching on the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Continuing our series. Are you there? If you dare say hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. Let's stand and read together, please. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having become a curse for us, as it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come to, upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, the praise. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Come and have your way. Reveal Jesus. Reveal the Father. We acknowledge you, Lord. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge you. We hide behind the cross. We say be glorified. Be magnified. Be exalted in this place. Give your people hearts to believe. Minds to understand. And wills to obey. We cancel every operation of the enemy. We nullify the plans of darkness. And we exalt the word of God. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having become a curse for us, as it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentile in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. A story is told about a young lad who was caught um, in um, a water. I mean, he was um, being sucked by the, um, the um, mud in this um, particular hole and he was um, screaming and for help. And um, as he was going through this um, ordeal, a farmer, poor farmer, saw him and ran to his rescue and lifted this boy from the gutter. Boy went home, told his father. Father was a wealthy man, came in his chariot, I mean chariot and um, to the farmer's house. And he was so grateful for what the farmer had done for his son and said to the farmer, thank you for uh, um, what you did for my son, for saving my son's life. I want to repay you. The farmer said, no, 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 no. I cannot accept pay for what I did. I cannot receive um, uh, um, pay for what I did. Um, I did it out of the kindness of my heart. I cannot receive um, pay for it. So um, they were talking back and forth and as they were conversing, the farmer's son opened the door and came outside 
And this wealthy man looked at the farmer's son. He said, is that your boy? He said, yes. He said, then let me make a deal with you. Allow me to uh, provide for your son. Give him the best education that, my, that I will provide for my son. Um, send him to the best school and provide for him as, as much as possible. And if he is anything like his father, you and I will be proud of him someday when, he's, when he grew up. And so the farmer accepted it. And so this wealthy man sent this boy. He grew up. He went to the best schools, went to medical school. And after many years of research, became the great Alexander Fleming who um, um, discovered the drug penicillin, you know, um, the, the drug penicillin. And um, after a while um, in his field and what have you, this welter man's son got sick again from pneumonia. And it was the drug that was discovered by his poor farmer's son, penicillin, that saved this welter man's son again. And this welter man's son was Sir Winston Churchill, the great political politician in England. And this full farmer's son was uh, Alexander Fleming, a great discovery, medical researcher. Amen. So what I want, I was trying, I'm trying to, to convey to you is that redemption is so powerful that it changes your destiny. It changes the, it alters your life. And that's why the Bible is saying here that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Amen. Christ redeemed us. Now, how did Christ redeem us? Obviously, he redeemed us because he shed his blood. The Bible tells us that he died on the cross in our stead. Amen. And by dying on the cross in our stead, he shed his blood. Amen. And his blood became the, 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 the token or the price. That causes our redemption. Amen. So this morning I want to teach on the, the, the topic. The blood grants access to the blessings. Amen. Say it with me. Say the blood grants access to the blessings. Amen. The blood. Say it with me. The blood grants access to the blessing. Hallelujah. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. We were redeemed from the curse of the Lord because Jesus shed his blood. Amen. Now, let me, let me give you some insight concerning when we talk about the curse of the law, what we are referring to. Uh, and, and so that it can give you a better understanding of what we were redeemed from. Amen. If you, if you turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Um, just a few pages. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible tells us about who we were prior to being born again. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at the, what Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 1. We're reading from verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, And you he made alive. That's the same word, redeem. You he redeemed who were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which time you once walked according to the course of 
of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature, children of wrath. Say by nature, children of wrath. Amen. Look at what God is saying. We were once children of wrath. We were one controlled by the prince of the power of the air. We were one controlled by the, 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 the works of darkness, by the lust of the flesh and by the lust of our eyes and by the, 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 our minds. Amen. We were controlled. And the Bible says God redeemed us. Amen. Because he shed his blood, he rescued, brought us back, brought us to himself. He redeemed us. Amen. From the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you something else. Amen. Hallelujah. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, it tells us something about the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. Are you there? Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. Look at the beginning of verse 15. Look at verse 15. It says, But, Moses speaking, it shall come to pass... If you do not obey, underline that word because I'll come back to it. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his status, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and will overtake you. Now, look at what God is saying. God is saying disobedience brings curses. Hello? Amen. And the Bible began to count curses that comes as the result of disobedience. Amen. He said, curse you shall be in the city. Curse you shall be in the country. Curse you shall, shall be the basket. Uh, um, curse your kneading bowl. Curse shall be the food of your body, the produce of your land, the, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Curse shall be when you come in and when you go out. The Lord shall send curses upon you to consume you, confuse you, rebuke you, and uh, 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 until you are destroyed and perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing in which you have forsaken him. Amen. So what the Bible is telling you, there are a lot of curses. If you read the entire chapter of Deuteronomy, you will see a lot of curses that God outlined because of disobedience. And the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3, Jesus Christ, say Jesus Christ, redeem us from the curse of the law. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Thank God that Jesus came to die. Thank God he shed his blood. Thank God he caused and uh, um, came to take my place so that I can be saved. I can be redeemed. I can be forgiven. Thank God for Jesus. Because the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us, in one way or the other, had disobeyed God. And because of that, we were under a curse. But Jesus, say thank God for Jesus. Say thank God for the blood of Jesus. Say thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood of Jesus because his blood redeemed us from the curse of the law. 
Amen. You and I do not have to be cursed or live under the curse because the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to erase the curse. I thank God what the Bible tells us in, in Colossians that God has erased, say erase. He has erased the handwriting, blotted it out. I like what the King James said. He has blotted it out. And you know that word when they say blotted, it means like you take a chaser for those of us who did construction. You take a chaser and you dig out that which was there before. God blotted, erased, remove it. The curse that were written against you. Amen. Hallelujah. He redeemed you from the curse. Amen. Now, let me run through several scriptures to just show you why God redeemed you from the curse. Turn to uh, 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 Romans chapter 3. Hallelujah. I'll run through some scriptures, so bear with me. We'll be going through scriptures. Amen. I want to build a foundation here this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, beginning at verse 21. The Bible says in verse 21, But now the righteousness, say the righteousness, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. What brought the righteousness of God that is apart from the law? It came as a result of faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans chapter 3 verse 21. He said it is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophet. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and upon all who believe. For there is no difference for all have seen and come short of the glory of God. Look at verse 24. Being justified. Say justified. You were redeemed to be justified by God. Now that word justification is a legal term. Amen. It means that you were declared not guilty. Amen. You were justified, redeemed to be declared not guilty. So that no curse, no legal uh, 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 um, word, the devil cannot bring any legal binding against you to pin a curse on you. Because you were redeemed. Say, I was redeemed. Redeemed from the curse. Amen. Justified by God. Hallelujah. Turn to um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Just flip few pages. First Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 22. Amen. You were redeemed in order to be justified. Declared not guilty. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22. The Bible says for the Jews request a sign and the Greek seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ. Say preach Christ. We preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block. To the Greek, foolishness. But to those who are called, both to Jews and to Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than, than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Look at verse 26. For we see, brethren, that your calling... That not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame those that are wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to shame those that are mighty. And the base things of this world to bring to naught the, um, and the base things and that which are despised to bring to naught those things that are. Look at verse 29. 
that no flesh, say no flesh, no flesh may glory in his presence. Verse 38, but to him, that is to Jesus, you are in Christ Jesus who has become your wisdom, your sanctification, your righteousness, your redemption. Look at verse 31, that it may be written, he who glories should glory in the Lord. Say, he who glories should glory in the Lord. Why were you redeemed? You were redeemed to glorify the Lord. Say, hallelujah. Say, hallelujah. Say, hallelujah. Amen. You were redeemed to glorify the Lord. Amen. Because no flesh can glory itself in the presence of God. That's why God chose the wise, I mean the weak and the and the foolish in order to confound and bring to naught those things that are. You see, God has done it in such a way that you and I cannot glory because it is all because of him. Amen. It is because of God. Amen. We have re- have been redeemed to bring glory and honor to the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 9. Hallelujah. Verse 9. The Bible says, Since the day Paul speaking, that we also heard about you, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask God that he might fill you with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing in him and being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthening in with all might according to the glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. Say partakers. Partakers of his inheritance of the sins in the light. And had delivered, say deliver. Deliver us from the kingdom of darkness or the power of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his son. Look at verse 14. In whom you have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. We were redeemed for our sins to be forgiven. Amen. We were redeemed so that our sins can be forgiven. We were sinners before God. We were bound, doomed, children of wrath. But God redeemed us so that we can be forgiven. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Forgiven by God. Amen. Forgiven by God. Redeemed to be forgiven. Turn to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Hallelujah. Titus chapter 2. Look at verses, verse 11. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should be sober, I mean live soberly, righteously and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he may redeem, that's the word again, redeem us from lawless deeds and purify us unto himself, 
are special people zealous for good works. Amen. Hallelujah. We were redeemed to be make, become zealous for good work. Or special people of God, zealous for good work. Amen. Hallelujah. We were redeemed by God, washed by the blood of Jesus, brought back by God, moved from the curse in order that God would cause his special people to be zealous unto good works. Say amen. Hallelujah. Redeemed to be zealous for good works. Amen. Turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Look at verse 11. The Bible says, But Christ has came as an high priest of good things to come, with greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered, say enter, into the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. That's that word for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkle the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of, of the flesh, how much more, say how much more, how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You were redeemed to serve the living God. The blood of Jesus cleanses our conscience in order that we may serve the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Redeemed by God. Redeemed from the curse of the Lord because God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. Hallelujah. Redeem. Say redeem. Say I'm redeemed. Say I'm redeemed. Say I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Redeemed from the curse of the Lord. Amen. Redeemed so that you can serve the living God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18. The Bible says we were purchased not with corruptible things. Amen. Like silver and gold. But by the precious blood of Jesus without spot. The blood without spot. Amen. Or ring of were purchased by the precious blood of Jesus as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. And he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of this world, but was manifested in these last times for who through him believe in God who raised up the dead. Raised, raised him up from the dead and gave him glory so that you may have faith in him and, in, and hope in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the spirit in sincere love of brethren, love one another fervently out of a pure heart. We were redeemed to obey the truth. Say, I, I was redeemed. To obey the truth. I was redeemed. To obey the truth. The Bible says that we were. We were uh, 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 redeemed. I mean purchased by the precious blood. Of Jesus. But we were redeemed in order that we may obey. The truth. Revelation chapter 5 verse 19. The Bible says we were redeemed by God. In order for us to become. Kings and priests. To our God. 
Amen. Kings and priests to our God. Redeem from the curse. Say redeem from the curse. Redeem from the curse. But I, that, that's not all what Galatians says. Galatians chapter 3 verse uh, um, 13 and 14. The Bible says we were redeemed from the curse of the law. So that the blessings. Say that the blessings. You see God always have an object. God always desire to do something. God doesn't just take something away from you. God always adds. Amen. He always adds to us. Amen. He took away the curse, but he adds the blessing. Amen. He took away the curse and added the blessing to our lives. Amen. He took away the curse. He took away the, the shame. He took away the reproach. He took away the, 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 the things that held us bound and added to us the blessing. Amen. Just like Jesus took our sin and added his righteousness to us. Amen. But look at what the Bible says that in, in Galatians chapter 3. Amen. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 14. That the blessings of Abraham may come upon the Gentile in Christ Jesus. That we may receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Amen. Redeem so that the blessings may come. Say that the blessings may come. Say let the blessing come. Hallelujah. Redeem so that the blessings may come to you. Amen. Now you need to understand the Bible says that the blessings of Abraham. Say Abraham. Say the blessings of Abraham. Now what is so unique about this man Abraham? Amen. That God desired it that God decided to hook all eternity, to hook this church, to hook the coming of the Messiah, to hook the separation of his people on this man, Abraham. What was so unique about Abraham? Amen. What was so unique about Abraham? I believe there are two things, two outstanding characteristics of this man, Abraham. Amen. And I want to share, share them with you. The first characteristic that I see about Abraham is that Abraham was obedient. Say obedient. Let me tell you something, child of God. If you will experience the blessings of God, you have to be obedient to God. Amen? You have to obey God. Amen? You have to obey God regardless of whether you understand it or not. Amen? Abraham was obedient. Turn to Genesis chapter 12. Amen? Let's, let me show you something. Turn to Genesis chapter 12. Amen. The Bible says that the blessings of Abraham. So, so we now as children of God, as sons and daughters of God who are born again, who are serving Christ, we are hooked to Abraham. Amen. And we are experiencing the blessings that comes, that came as the result of Abraham. Amen. And the Bible says one of the things that caused Abraham to stand out or to be unique was his obedience to God. Amen. Look at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, God speaking, now the Lord said unto Abraham, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, 
who curses you, and in you all the formalists of the eye shall be blessed. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 says, So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. Say, Abraham departed. This man obeyed. Hello? What made Abraham unique? Abraham was an obedient servant of God. God called him to a land that he did not know. Abraham did not question, argue, uh, um, complain. He obeyed. He did not understand, did not even know where he was going. But he obeyed. Hello? Amen. In order for you and I to experience the blessings of God, we must be obedient to God. Amen. We must be obedient. Amen. So it was unique. In Genesis chapter 22, you know the story about, about Isaac. Amen. And his sacrifice. God came to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. The Bible says, God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to offer your son, your son Isaac. God specified. Your only son Isaac, I want you to offer him as a burnt offering. Say burnt offering. God was serious. God was not joking. God knew, wanted to make sure that Abraham knew the gravity of this, his obedience. And so God said, I want you to offer your son, your only son, Isaac. Some theologians believe that if God had not specified the only son, Abraham would have offered up Ishmael. It's possible. Amen. But God said, your only son, Isaac. Amen. And God did not just say, just offer him as an offering. God said, as a burnt offering. Say, burnt offering. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the burnt offering. The burnt offering had to die, cut the head. Okay, put it on the wood and burn it up. Hello? Hello? Uh, so, 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 in essence, what God was saying, I want you to offer up Isaac, and by the time you are done with your offering, there will be no more Isaac. No bones, nothing. But the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 22 verse 3. Turn there. Genesis chapter 22 verse 3. What a man. What a man of God. Amen. The Bible says that after God spoke to Abraham, he said these things. Verse 23. Look at um, uh, verse chapter 22 verse 3. Look at what the Bible says. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young servants with him and Isaac, his son, and he got the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Amen. Abraham obeyed. It was painful. This was the son of promise. This was the thing Abraham had been believing for for more than 25 years. He had finally gotten his breakthrough. And God said, I want it back. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he obeyed. Say he obeyed. Oh, may God cause us in this church to be obedient people. May God cause us in this church to be like Abraham. To uh, 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 ingrain in our souls and our spirits the attitude of obedience. Regardless of how it feels. Regardless of the cause. Regardless of our understanding. May we obey God. Amen. Say amen. Say amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Abraham obeyed. 
Amen. And because Abraham obeyed, God was able to send his son, Jesus. You see, it was because of Abraham's obedience. The Bible says the, 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 the covenant that God made with Abraham was confirmed when Abraham offered up Isaac. That was the confirmation that Abraham believed God. It was confirmed because Abraham believed God and he obeyed God. Amen. Now, in Isaiah chapter chapter uh, 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 1, verse 18, I mean, um, 18 and 19, the Bible says, Come unto me, let us reason together. Do your sins be like scarlet, and they shall be white as snow. Do they be like crimson, they, they shall be like wolf. And then he said, If you are willing, say, if you are willing. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That's the word of God. Hello? The blessings are yours if you are willing and obedient. Amen? Now, one of the verses that we don't read in this particular passage in Isaiah is the next verse. Most of the time we stop, we read 18 and we read 19 and we leave the next verse, verse 20. We don't read it because the next verse says, if you refuse and you rebel against me, I will utterly destroy you. So disobedience to God is a very, very grave thing. Amen? But obedience brings down the blessings. Say it with me. Say obedience brings down the blessings. Obedience brings down the blessings. Amen? Abraham was obedient and because of that Jesus came. Amen. Abraham was obedient and because of that you will see later that the blessings that God poured upon this man, he could not contain it. Amen. Abraham was obedient and because of that God lavished him and in fact God himself identified himself with Abraham. Because God said, I am the God of Abraham. God changed his name because of Abraham's obedience. When you and I begin to obey God, God cannot but bless you. Say hallelujah. Say, say to your neighbor, did you hear that? Did you hear that? If you obey God, if you obey God, say it, say if you obey God, if you obey God, God will not but bless you, but bless you, but bless you, but bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Obedience releases the blessings of God upon your life. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God. I thank God for the blessings. Amen. I thank God for the blessings. Hallelujah. But you see, there was something else about Abraham. Oh my God. There was something else about Abraham. Amen. Not only was he obedient, this man had an unswavering, unwavering, uncompromising, undoubting faith. This man had a faith in God that you, you, you could say that for Abraham, he had a foolish faith. Amen? He had an a, 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 a undaring faith. Because the Bible says that he believed God. In spite of circumstances for him not to believe, he believed. Amen? That's, that was what made Abraham unique. That's why the Bible called him the father of faith. Amen? Because Abraham believed God. Turn to Genesis chapter 15. Amen? Let me show you something. In Genesis chapter 15, God came to Abraham. 
Now, I, I, I like to, I don't have time to, 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 to actually deal with the text, but I, I just want to share some things with you from this text. In, in Genesis chapter 15, if you notice verse 1, the Bible says, after these things. Amen? You, if you notice, the Bible says, after these things. Say, after these things. Now, if you are any student of English, you know whenever the word after is, is mentioned, that means something happened before, right? That means something transpired. And the Bible tells us that God began to chronologue this particular incident in Abraham's life by prefacing it by saying after these things. That means something had transpired that caused God to actually punctuate what transpired to let Abraham know going forward something good is about to happen. Amen? And now, 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 let me help you. What was the things that happened before? You remember when Abraham left uh, um, the, 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 the city of, of or he carried his, his nephew with him, uh, um, Lot, right? And uh, um, the, the Bible says that Lot began to prosper. Now, it's amazing that the Bible did not talk about Lot's prosperity until Lot was hooked up to Abraham. Hello? Right? He didn't talk about it until Lot was hooked up to Abraham. And all of a sudden, as Lot being hooked up to Abraham, Lot began to experience prosperity, and the prosperity got into his head. You beware, church. I'm warning you as a prophet. As you hook up to the man of God, and hook up to the woman of God, don't get carried away to allow the prosperity that is coming because of the covering to get to your head. Hello? Don't allow it. Amen. And the Bible says what happened with Abraham went to the Lord and said, you know what? Let's separate. No confusion. We shouldn't quarrel. We are brothers. And the Bible says Abraham said to the Lord, go. Take whatever you want. Go. Take, I'm turn to, 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 to Genesis chapter 14. He said, take whatever place you want. Whatever you choose, I will, I will take the other side. If you take the right, I will take the left. Amen. And the Bible says, Lord, look at the plains of Jordan. And Lot decided to choose the plains of Jordan. Hello? Now, when Lot chose the plains of Jordan, the Bible says, as soon as Lot left. Let me show you something. Turn to Genesis chapter 14, verse 15. Just go back, few something. Genesis chapter 14. No, no. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Look at, look at what the, the Lord said. He said, And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, north, south, east, and west. For all the land that you see, they are yours. Where did Lot go? Hello? Where did Lot go? He went east, right? But God said to Abraham, look, north, south, east, west. They're all yours. So which part was Lot? Nothing. Right? Hey, man, you didn't get it? The Bible says, as soon as Lot left, God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes. Look north, look south, look east, look west. All that you see is yours. Hello? Now, which part was Lot? 
none. He was still living on Abraham's territory. Even though he separated himself, he was still benefiting from Abraham's blessings. Hello? Amen? And so, then, then the, the Bible says, after this, so Lot left. And then, if you read the story, read for chapter 14, you will find out there was a war. They captured Lot. Abraham went, delivered Lot. And uh, then the Bible talks about the Melchizedek, the king of Salem, came and blessed Abraham. And Abraham gave tithe. Read those chapters. And then, for chapter 15 began, and God said, after these things. The Lord said to Abraham, look at verse 15, chapter 15, verse 1. He said, look at God. He said, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. I am your shield and I am your exceeding great reward. Amen? And the Bible tells us that Abraham, verse 6, believed God. Say he believed. Say he believed. He believed God. And God counted him as righteous. <laughs> if, if you read from verse 1 to verse 5, you will find out that when, when God said to Abraham, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward, Abraham said, wait a minute, God. You say, I'm a shield, my exceeding great reward, but you have not given me any son. And God said, out of your loins will produce a son. Amen. You will have a son and your descendants will be like the sea of, on the sand show, the sand on the seashore, and like the stars in the heavens. And the Bible says, Abraham believed. Say he believed. Say he believed. There was a man who was old. He had a wife who was old. And yet God said you will have descendants like the stars and like the sand. And he believed it. Say he believed it. It seems impossible, but he believed God. It seems uh, far-fetched, but he believed God. It seems too way off there, but he believed God. Regardless of whether he could comprehend it, understand it, analyze it, put it in the computer, send the data, email it, text it, Twitter it, Facebook it, whether he could do it, he believed. Because God said it. Say he said it. Say God said it. He believed it. And that's what God wants us to do. When he speaks a word, whether you know it, email it, analyze it, data it, send it, and do whatever you need to believe God. Believe the word. Hold on to the word. Never leave the word. Don't quit on the word. Because the God you serve does not quit. Believe God. Believe his word. Amen. The Bible says Abraham believed God. And God said, yes, sir. Give him a hundred mark. <laughs> Say he gave him a hundred mark. Pastor Lace, he gave him a hundred mark. The Bible says God accounted for him as righteous. Woo! There was a man who was worshiping idols. There was a man who his entire generation had been worshiping idols. All of a sudden, God spoke to him. And God said, I'm your shield. 
I'm your exceeding great reward. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, Abraham believed. And God said, you are clean, righteous, have not sinned before. Perfect before me. Hello? Now, let me show you what, what how, how, how did he believe God? What caused Abraham to, to believe God? What, what was the, some of the things that, turn to, to, to Romans chapter 4. Paul, Paul explains some of the characteristics. Oh my God, my time is fast spent. Amen, look at uh, <laughs> Romans chapter 4. Amen, hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, turn to Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse, verse um, 13. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting something from this? Are you getting something from this? Hallelujah. Verse 4. Verse, um, chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible says, for the promise, say the promise. For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through righteousness of faith. Paul here in this particular verse is referring to Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. Remember, when Abraham was on this height, there was no law. Hello? Moses was not around because Moses was staying in Abraham. Right? You understand that? So there was no law. Amen? And so it was by faith that Abraham believed that he was going to be the father of many nations. Hello? So Paul is saying it was not because of law, but it's because of righteousness through faith. Look at verse 14. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void. And the promise of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed not only to those who are of the Lord, but also to those who are of faith, of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Look at verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be, do not exist as though they are. In fact, what the Bible is saying in this particular verse, in verse 17, is that Abraham was just acting as God. Because God is a God of faith. Hello? When the Bible tells us that God wanted to create the word, God did not try to analyze it. God did not try to do anything. The Bible says God showed up and God said, let there be. He spoke it and it came to pass. He believed it, it came to pass. It was in him and he spoke it and it came to pass. And the Bible says about God... God is the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not Exodia. That means God can look at you, whatever you need. If it has not been made before Tiba, God will cause it to be made. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, and then look at verse 15, 18. Who contrary to hope. Say contrary to hope. In hope, believe so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be and be not weak in faith, nor did he consider his own body, nor the deadness of 
Sarah's uh, um, yet dead or the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened by faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God has promised, he was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. What the Bible is telling us is that Abraham went through all odds, and he believed. He believed. He trusted God. He depended upon the word of God. I like what the Bible says. He said, against hope, he hoped. He believed in hope. Amen? That means when it was impossible to believe, Abraham believed. Now, how did he accomplish that? How did he believe when it was impossible to believe? Look at what the Bible says. He gave glory to God. Say, give 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 glory to God. Amen. When Abraham could not believe anymore, Abraham decided, I will just praise you, Lord. I will just bless you, Lord. I know it is impossible. I know it has taken long. One year, two years, three years, four years, five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Oh God, I don't see it. I don't see any sound of Sarah giving birth. But I believe you. I just want to bless you that you are the God who raises the dead. I just want to give you glory because your word does not change. I just want to bless you, God, because you are faithful. I just want to bless you because you gave me life. You gave me health. You gave me strength. I just want to bless you. Abraham began to give glory to God. And the Bible says because of that, he became fully persuaded. Say fully persuaded. You see, many times we gave up too soon. We, leave, we, we quit too soon. We leave things too soon. We run away too soon. We cast in the tower soon, too soon. But you should be the, have the faith of Abraham who will say, I gave glory to God. I don't understand it. I don't know what is happening. I don't know what of Sarah will ever. I'm still getting old. Sarah is getting old. I don't know what it would be possible. But Lord, I believe that what you spoke, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. He gave glory to God. Amen. And the Bible says he was fully persuaded. I, I, I believe there, there came a time in Abraham's heart. And Abraham walked with God that Abraham knew beyond a shout. Can I again say he knew in his knowing. He knew, 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 knew beyond his, 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 his natural understanding that God was able to do that which he said he would do. And whether it take him a hundred years or five hundred years, he would do it. That was Abraham's faith. Wasn't that what he said to his, his servants when he was going to offer up Isaac? He said to his servant, the Bible says in Hebrew that Abraham prophesied. He said to his servant, the Lord and I are going yonder to worship and we will come again. Oh, oh, oh. this man was strong in faith. He believed God. You see, the Bible says in Hebrew that Abraham knew that if Isaac had died, God was going to raise up Isaac. Because Abraham, God has spoken to Abraham that in Isaac, say in Isaac, in Isaac your seed shall be. So there was no other way that God could allow Isaac to die and not raise him up. He believed. You need, you and I need to come to the place where we believe God. 
that regardless of what we see, what we smell, how certain situations are around us, we will believe the word of God and we will hold on to the word of God because God has promised and what God says, the Bible says he is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he will change his mind. What he say, he will surely bring it to pass. He believed God. He believed God. He believed God. He was fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded of what God has spoken to you? If you not, begin to give glory to God. Because that's what makes you fully persuaded. As you begin to praise God and dance in his presence and worship in his presence and speak of his goodness and remember the things that he has done for you. I, I can guarantee you that after you do that for some time, the spirit of God will raise up a standard on the inside of you and you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your God does not fail. He doesn't. <laughs> Somebody said it this way, for God to fail, God has to cease to be God. And for God to cease to be God, you know he's not doing it for you, Michelle. He's not doing it for you. He's not doing it for me. He's not doing it for any one of us. God remains God. That's what Jesus said. When we are not faithful, he remains faithful. Why? Because he's God. <laughs> he's God. You know, I, I, I just, that's just my first point. But I got to end here. <laughs> I got to end here. Amen. I got to end here. So, so you got to come back tomorrow. I mean next week. Because next week I'm going to share with you the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. That's my that point number two. So I, I don't even go there yet. Amen. I'm going to share with you. I was just telling you who Abraham was. And how you and I need to position ourselves. To get. We fill our lives. Amen. And that's what Abraham, Abraham was obedient to God. Abraham was steadfast in faith. Amen. But next week, the sevenfold blessing of God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. The blessings of God, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the blessings of God is released in this place. And that's what happened. When God said to Abraham, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Abraham couldn't understand. Abraham said, God, but God, what's going on? You talk about my shield and my exceeding great reward. How come I don't have a son? God said, come, 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 girl. God said, come, 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 come. He said, say, you've, been, you've been sitting in your own tent for too long. You need to come in my sphere. You need to come where I am. You need to come and experience what I experienced. Because under my tough, there's blessings. <laughs> when, when God is going to call some of you out from those places that you've been you've been seeing black walls four corners for so long you say God I'm believing you but how come I can't see it how come I can't see it God is saying come 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 out and so I can show you the possibilities the blessings of God is powerful amen it's powerful. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Ooh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's lift up our hands. Let's begin to worship God. Church, I want us to believe God. I want us to be people of, who are obedient to God. 
Amen. I want us to be, be those that, that will stand and, 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 and without wavering, that we, 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 we believe God will stand on his words. And like Abraham, we will be counted Hallelujah. as righteous. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Worship God. Thank God for this word.